Good morning, everybody. It's exciting to be able to say, I'm glad to be back. Um, it's happy to be here. To those that are tuning in online, great to have you with us. Let's all, y'all are already standing. If you're not, go ahead and join with us. Uh, man, it's exciting to be in the house of God today. It's exciting. And, and look, there's nothing, nothing taken away from our online, uh, our online people, man. And that the beauty of these last couple weeks being in quarantine uh, was being able to tune in and feel like I was a part with you guys. It's amazing. But there is something about truly being a part, about coming together as the body of Christ. I can't encourage you enough, guys. Man, join in this morning. God's got a word for you in season. He's got something for you today in the middle, even, even in the middle of all the pain that you seem to be going through. God's got purpose for all of it. Guys, let's bow our heads. Let's give him glory this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your words, your truth. The same yesterday, today, and forever. I thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing in and through each and every one of our lives, Lord God. Even though sometimes we may not recognize it, even though sometimes we may not see it, Lord God, we can stand upon the word which says that you are working in all things for those, Lord God, who are called according to your purpose. God, I thank you for all that you are. We give you all glory, all honor, all praise this morning. It's in the name of your son we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, guys. Let's worship the Lord God this morning together. With darkness tries to roll over my bones. But when sorrow comes, to steal the joy I own. And when brokenness and pain is all I know. Oh, I won't be shaken. Oh, I won't be shaken. Cause my fear doesn't stand a chance when I'm standing your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I'm standing your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I'm standing your love. Yeah. 
thank you, Lord, for what you've done in every one of our lives, Lord. I thank you for what you continue to do in this place, Lord, in this body of people, Lord. I'm so grateful, Lord, to be a part of it. Alone in my sorrow and dead in my Lost without hope, no place to be. Your love made a way, let mercy come in. When death was arrested, my life began. Yes, ash was redeemed. Only beauty remains My orphan heart Was given a name oh, My morning grew quiet My feet rose to dance yeah. When death was arrested My life your grace. Oh, your grace washes over me. You have made me new. Now life begins with you. Release from my chains. I'm prison.
feet on a criminal's cross. The darkness rejoiced, so heaven had lost.
my mother's womb You have chosen me
Yes, Father, we celebrate the glorious truth, that truth from your gospel today. We have been liberated. God, we are being liberated more and more day by day through your spirit, God. And one day we will be fully liberated, God, from sin, from death, from pain, from it all, God, when you make all things new. God, we praise you. We worship you today, Lord. We acknowledge that your kingdom is the kingdom that stands, Lord. And in your kingdom, we are free no matter what life brings. We are free no matter who gets elected. We are free, God, from the power of sin through the blood of Jesus. We praise that. Celebrate that together here today, Lord. We love you. We love you. We praise you. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand for his goodness and his greatness and his mercy today. Amen. Absolutely. You guys look good. You can have a seat and just thank you for being here. We want to welcome everyone again today for being here to worship with us, uh, for handling the service change and the time change and negotiating all of that. You guys did great. Those of you who are online, thanks so much for joining us online today. If you're a guest with us, we especially just want to acknowledge you and thank you for being here today. We have a gift that we would love to give you just to connect with you at the end of the service at a table right back there. And I or someone who looks like me will be back there just to say hello to you after the service if you could stop by there and do that. Uh, we've got some announcements we're going to share with you. One announcement that did not make the video and I want to be sure to put out there is that we will be having Worship Wednesday this Wednesday. Okay. We'll be back again first Wednesday of the month for Worship Wednesday. It is on the calendar this week. We hope that you can join us at 6.30, right? 6.30. Yeah. 6.30. 6.30. Just like I said, 6.30. 6.30. So you guys come and join us. It'll be a great, great, great night to worship together. Uh, we love you guys. We're just excited to be celebrating the goodness of God together today. Thank you for being here with us. Um, just want to remind you, for giving, you can still give online. You can text. I've had a couple people ask. Uh, we have boxes for the offering back here at the main doors and also by the side doors. You can drop it off either one of those places. If you're looking for those, that is where they are. Thank you for being here to worship with us today. Got a few announcements to get up on the screen. I got to go meet Brandon in the back. You know what I really like? What's that? I like that we have a uh, start here class. I think that's pretty cool. I like that we have a start here class too. Uh, we had a great time doing it last month. You know, in fact, we're gonna have one every month. Second Sunday of the month, it's gonna be awesome. Except now it's gonna be at 9.30 to 9.55 before our 10 o'clock service, uh, instead of later like it was before. Unfortunately, I scratched on the break, but. It's not unfortunate for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what else would be cool? What's that? If we did something for the men, yeah, do something for the men. Like a men's meeting? A men's meeting with meat. Meat. Men's meeting. Men's I like meeting. I like the way you're thinking. That would be awesome. How about 
Saturday the 21st, 11 to 1. Sounds good to me. What about, could, what about for the meat? Well, ooh, would be a good idea to get uh, All Smoke No Mirrors Barbecue to come do a brisket and like some pork and maybe some of those Texas Twinkies. Those things are awesome. Texas Twinkies are the best. Let's do it. Yeah, let's totally do it. You know what else would be great? We should just stay back here and do this the whole time while Corey's preaching today. Yeah, that would be fun. It's really exciting to have him back. You guys enjoyed the message. Brandon and I will enjoy the game. Oh, it's your turn. It is my turn. Thanks. Yeah. Sometimes I, uh, I wonder if they're joking sometimes. Um, there was a little bit more thought than, than what they portrayed going into a men's meeting. Guys, I'm super excited. We are, uh, we are going to be doing, we've been talking about wanting to for a long time and just haven't, uh, haven't been able to pull different resources, different things together. But coming up this November the 21st, this Saturday, November the 21st, not this Saturday, the Saturday, November the 21st, guys, it's going to be a great time. Y'all come on out, man. I know there's, there's, uh, there's a lot that's going on right now um, in, in, in everybody's life. And, and, and men, we want to, to just to be able to encourage you. Um, you're not the only one that's dealing with, with something. You're not the only one that's going through a heartache. You're not the only one that's going through pain. You're not the only one going through confusion. And uh, man, let's come together. We're going to uh, just build one another up and, and uh, just have a great time while getting to eat brisket. So, hey, there you go. Uh, it'll be a great time. We look forward to it. Um, I, I already turned it on. No, I didn't. Now I don't know if I did or didn't. I, I see a black figure doing hand signals, and I can't tell what those are. <laughs> Is the light on? No. <laughs> Let me try this again. Ah! Okay, now the light's on. It was on earlier. I may have said on it. Who knows? All right, so it's on now. We're good, apparently. Um, to those of you that are uh, tuning in online, it is great to have you. Um, we are excited to be able to, uh, man, just, just uh, I'm excited to be back. Um, and it's, it's amazing to be able to just celebrate with you guys. We've been in quarantine for the last couple weeks. I have been cleared. We're okay. We're good. Uh, Melissa is still, still uh, well, she sends her love. Let's just put it that way. She's still hurting a little bit. Much better. Thank you, guys. We've, uh, I know you have been praying for us. Some people have brought food over. We can't thank everybody enough, guys. It's, it's been, while hard, it's been amazing. Thank you to, to a, a lot of people that, uh, that just put forth, um, they showed love. Man, it, it's, we've gotten cards and notes and different things, so thank you, guys. We love you all. Uh, continue to keep Melissa in prayer. She's better. Uh, just not 100% yet. So she's at home this morning tuning in online right now. I say that. I mean, she could still be sleeping. But, uh... <laughs> oh, no, I got somebody in the back. Who, she's online right now. Love you, babe. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, it's three weeks ago. It, it, I've, I've laughed numerous times now with the staff about this just because it, it, it kind of was very ironic. Uh, three weeks ago, I talked about fighting for purpose. 
I think so many times we get this idea that Christianity is supposed to be this, I come before Jesus, I say, thank you, God, I accept your son, I believe, and, and then everything is, is a fairy tale. It's unicorns and rainbows after that. But, but life still happens. Um, three weeks ago, or as, as Pastor G put it just this last week, hevel, life is, is hevel. It's, it's the good, it's the bad, it's all of it. Three weeks ago when I preached up here, I talked about fighting for purpose. Um, Christianity isn't some sort of meek, mild-mannered, I'm going to sit back on my couch and wait for the end of days with my golden ticket. It's a fight. It's a constant battle, man. There's, there's scripture after scripture talking about putting on the full armor of God. There's, there's something that should rise up within each and every one of us. When you truly understand what Christ has done for you, then, man, you can't help but just uh, this fervor from within inside just awakens. And then, and then what happens is, is life, hevel. Um, three weeks ago, I said, I said, hey, this isn't the great message. This is just my introductory message. Y'all come back next week when I'm going to talk about pain in your purpose. And, and then God said, hey, I got a little more studying for you to do on that pain thing. Um, and so we spent the next two weeks in quarantine. But guys, I, I can't thank my staff enough. I, I called um, Pastor Brandon on uh, Friday afternoon. Friday afternoon said, Brandon, I've had to go in and, and get a, a COVID test done. Um, I'm almost certain it's going to come back positive. I'm not going to know the results till Sunday morning. I need you to be prepared to bring this week's message. Um, he's like, do you want me to preach your notes or you want me to just preach what I've got? I'm like, no, man, preach what you've got. I know God's doing this. And, and that was the beauty of it was that they just rose right up. Brandon, within a, a day and a half notice, uh, came up and delivered a phenomenal message. And then last week, Pastor G got up and, and talked about Hevel. And, and I, I can't even begin to tell you guys how, how many people, how many times over the past few weeks that I've heard somebody come up to me, approach me, call me, text me, whatever it was, and say something to the effect of, I don't get the point. What's, what, what's the purpose in all of this? I, I, don't, I don't get what this is for. I don't get what's going on. For some, it's, it's in their marriages. For some, it's in their finances. For, for others, even spiritually, I, I've seen more, a, a bigger attack on families than I think there ever has been in, in, since I've been doing ministry 20 plus years, almost 30 now. It's crazy. Just these, these constant attacks, all, all these things going on, and, and in the middle of all of it, we, we sit there and we cry out to God, what's the point? I don't see the purpose in this pain. All I get, Lord God, is the pain. All I'm getting is the heartache of all of this life. Where's the purpose? What's the point? Uh, let, me, let me pose a question. How many people, how many people uh, I, I'm going to throw my hand right on up here, how many people would agree with me? Raise your hand to say, uh, I hate pain. How many people say they hate pain? I'm waiting to see the one person that doesn't raise their hand. Go ahead. Yeah. I got a, I got a, no, I'm not calling anybody up. I was, um, I, I think we all do. No, nobody really says, yes, I love pain. That, that's not, that's not what most people would say. And yet I would argue that that's not true. I, I would argue that it's not true because people don't necessarily hate pain what they hate is pain with no purpose. I, I, I think that a lot of us, each and every one of us, we, we can handle a lot of pain when we know that there's a purpose, when we know that there's a reason, when, when there's something else behind it. We can, we can take it. We can deal with it. Right now, it's, it's hilarious. So over the last few weeks, there's, uh, I don't think, are the East Steps here this morning? 
No, they're not. I think they're out. Okay, so I can, I can talk about them. Perfect. Um, so Chris and Beth over the last couple weeks, and Beth is, is hilarious. I, I love it the most because she was, she was for years, she's like anti-workout anything. I'm not going to do it. A year ago, she joined a gym here in town and, and now posts pictures. Him and her, Chris and Beth, they're like dripping in sweat, and their captions are, oh, man, this morning totally just worked me over. This morning was, was crazy. The, the workout this morning was so hard. It was so painful. It was, it was awesome. There's some of you that are paying good money for somebody else to put you in pain. Think about it. That's what you're doing. You're paying somebody, and you're saying, will you please let me post photos of the pain that you put me through later after all this is over? See, it's, it's not so much that we hate pain. It's, it's that we hate pain without purpose. Childbirth. Man, I was talking to, to my wife just this week about, about this pain in your purpose and, and how even in pain, there, there, there's still, it's not that we hate the pain so much as that we, we hate pain without purpose. And her first response was childbirth. The men are thinking, I thought it was easy. What are you, talk- what are you talking about? That joy at, at the end, uh, all the pain, all the hurt, and all of a sudden to be able to hold that joy, it, it, it changes life. It changes perspective. All of a, th- all of a sudden, it, it, it almost makes it all worthwhile. And then they turn two, and you try the exchange policy, and it's <laughs> kidding, I'm joking. But what we truly hate is pain without purpose. People will pay to endure pain when they know there's a payoff. People can endure a a lot of pain when we know there's purpose. I, uh, I wonder how many of us are currently living in a season just like that right now, a a season that, that feels like it's without purpose. I think every single one of us here today could say, God, I, I, don't, I don't see the purpose in this. I've, uh, I've titled today's message, Purpose in Your Pain. And uh, what I want to do, let's uh, bow your heads with me real quick. I, I just want to pray. Thank you, Lord God. I, Heavenly Father, I come before you, Lord Jesus, and, and I pray your purpose. I ask that, it, that, Lord God, even in the middle of, of all the uncertainties, in the middle of, of, of everything, all the confusion, the heartache, the hurt, Lord God, the doubts, the frustration, the pain, Lord, that, that we would sense your purpose. Father, I pray that you would speak to us today to help us to know that there is purpose, even, even in the middle of our pain, that there's purpose, Lord God. It's in the name of your Son we pray. Amen. Uh, If you have your Bibles, guys, I'd love for you to turn to uh, Luke chapter 22. Uh, I'm going to be reading. I'll have it up back here on the the screen behind me. But uh, I want to read a passage for you. It's Luke chapter 22. I'm going to be starting in verse 31. And uh, in in verse 31, it, it says this. Simon, Simon, now this is, this is the Apostle Peter that Jesus is talking to. Jesus is talking to all the disciples, but addresses who we know as Peter when his name was later Peter, it was originally Simon. So, here we are, Jesus is talking to Simon Peter and says, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat. So what Jesus is saying is, is the devil wants permission to attack you. The devil wants permission to try and hurt you. The devil wants his permission to to test you, to put you through it. Satan has asked to sift you as wheat. And then Jesus says, 
but I've prayed for you. I've prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. The devil wants permission to attack you, to destroy you, to make life miserable. Uh, but hey, I'll be praying for you. I'm like, look, God, hey, hold up. <laughs> I mean, as long as, as long as he's asking, how about you just tell him no? I, I mean, uh, God, I appreciate the prayer. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I love it. I, I love that you would want to pray for me. But, you know, there's starving people. There's, there's people that are hurting why don't you save those prayers for them and just tell them, nah, get, get on, move. Uh, right? I mean, wh wh why, Jesus? What is this about? Skip the prayer, tell them no, and, and let's move on. I think it currently feels like we're under attack right now. When is this thing going to end? When is it going to stop? I had a, I had a, a gentleman in, in uh, Walmart the other day um, tell me how excited he was that, you know, right around the corner was, was the election and with the election that COVID was going to be over. And I'm like, well, I, I don't know that the guy I was just talking to in South Africa last night would agree. He currently has it and he's, he's probably still going to have it um, after the election. We, we get these ideas and these thoughts that, that maybe something else will happen. Maybe we can change something. And, and, and people are sick. We're frustrated. We're tired. We're, we're done with it. There's people that are hurting. There's people that are in need. There's people that are losing their jobs. There's people that are, are now afraid to even have to perform their job. There's business leaders that, that are having to shutter doors and lay off people they love. And through it all, we, we, we wonder, when, when, when in the world are things going to start turning back to normal? And while I, I think we've all... We all could agree that, that this seemingly started with, with COVID. I, I, I think COVID has only exacerbated the, the, the problems that were, the underlying issues that were maybe already there. Some of you feel like you're failing right now in your marriage. Things have never been harder. Others of you feel like you're failing as a parent. Others of you as a provider, uh, there, there's so many, just, just all these different facets of life that we feel like we're failing, that we feel like, God, where, where are you in the middle of this? What's the point? What's the purpose of this? Where is God in any of it? Because it truly feels like the devil's attacking. And, and look, some of y'all look at me and say, oh yeah, all right, preacher, man. Look, I mean, life can be hell just as, just as hell as life can be for you, for, for me. There's struggles. There's things that go on daily. Yes, do, do we fight my, within our family? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm lying. Okay, <laughs> take that back. Yes. There's struggles, and, and the truth is, while COVID-19 is real, I, I got a positive result, right? I, at some point in time, every single one of us are probably going to have to deal with that. But, but as well, life is, hevel is still going on. The good, the bad, all of it is, all of this is still going on. And, and we're, we're sitting there wondering, now being forced to face these questions, these, these issues, these underlying problems that, that before we could manage, we could, we, could, we could slide under a rug, we could hide, and, and now... Now it just seems like everything's boiling over. Through it all, guys, I, it's so important to remember. Sometimes, 
Sometimes God's preparation comes packaged in your pain. Preparation comes packaged in your pain. And in other words, there's purpose in your pain. God might be doing something in you. God might be doing something in you before he can ever do something through you. A lot of times we, we get these, these impressions, these God moments where we feel like God wants us to do something and, and we, we have a vision of what we think is the, the purpose for life. We have a vision of we think who we're supposed to be, what God wants to do this, and, and it's just this magnificent, this is who I'm going to be. And then, we, and then we end up in life kind of looking at that moment and, and wondering, God, I, I'm, not, I'm not that. I'm not there. I don't know how to get there. And I don't know what you're doing to me now that makes you think this is all going to work out in some way. But it very well may be that in order to get you to there, God's got to do something in you here. And a lot of times his preparation comes packaged in pain. Coming back to Scripture, Jesus again talking to all the disciples, and, but he addresses Simon Peter directly. <laughs> and like we, we have a tendency to, to imagine the disciples as these uh, like, like the disciples are, are the outstanding citizens they, they exemplify, they embody everything that we're supposed to be as followers of Christ But the truth is The truth is the, the disciples was, were just as much bumbling idiots as, as you and I They were normal. And Peter, <laughs> Peter was the bumbling and the stidiotist of them all. Peter was, was one of those friends. How, how many of you know you, you, have, a, you have a friend and, and they're a good friend, you love them, but, but you know when you go out together, it doesn't matter what stupid thing you do, they're going to do something stupider. How many of you have a friend like, don't raise your hand, I don't know. You know they're going to do something stupid. Like, no matter how dumb you get during the night, that person is going to say something just completely ridiculous, and everything that you did dumb is going to be forgotten because of what they did. That was Peter. All the disciples knew that was Peter. I can only imagine after every single one of Peter's things, the disciples would just, like, come to Jesus. Like, seriously? Like, he's in your top three? I mean, come on, you're going to have to let this guy go. He just, he doesn't get it. Doesn't get it. <laughs> Peter's the guy that continues to mess up. Uh, here, let me give you a couple quick examples. Peter had so many failures, but let's, let's just look at a couple of them in Scripture. So Matthew 16, Jesus is, is telling the disciples his purpose, the very reason that his father God sent him. He's sitting there telling them, look, guys, this is what's going to happen. Uh, I, I'm, I've come. God sent me to give my life. And on the third day, God is going to raise me back up. And Peter quick to spout off, quick to just shout what he believes, quick to just step in and be the idiot, says, uh-uh. Wait, 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 wait. Let me, let me repeat what I just said, Peter. I said, I said, God, the Father, like, yes, God, the Father, sent me to, to die, and, and then I'm going I'm to be raised again in three days. Nah, -uh. not if I can help it, God. Not going to happen. Like Peter. I mean, you can imagine the other disciples like, shut up, Peter. Gosh. We just let it go. But Peter was quick. 
<laughs> so much so that, that, that Peter, essentially, he's rebuking Jesus. He says, no, this isn't going to happen. Jesus looks back at Peter at that moment and, and says, get behind me, Satan. You're a stumbling block. Now, now look, I've had Jesus kind of correct me a couple times in my life. It was once or twice. It wasn't much. <laughs> but I've never heard Jesus actually look at me and say, yo, Satan, uh-uh, get out. Like, I've never been so bad he's had to call me Satan. But here at that moment, Jesus had to look across at Peter, knowing that he's following the will of God. Jesus is, is doing exactly what God called him to do. It's not necessarily what he wants to do. It's going to hurt. It's going to be painful. But he knows the purpose. And so he says, this is what God's called me to do. And, and Satan is going, hey, nah, forget that. It's all right. You, you don't have to do that. That was Peter. Another time in the Matthew 26, Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus pleads with his disciples, looks at Peter and says, pray with me. Man, I, I, just, I just need prayer right now. If you'll just pray with me, that's all I need. Jesus walks off to pray, comes back, and what's Peter doing? I'm just going to take a nap. I mean, I know, I know you said pray right now because it's very, very important, but uh, ooh, um, it's been a long day. There's been a lot going on. You don't know. You don't, you don't know. There was these people that were approaching. They wanted to get to you, but I handled it. I, I managed. He fell asleep. <laughs> in John 18, later in the same story, all of a sudden the Roman soldiers are, are, are coming up, to, they're, they're coming up to, 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 to get Jesus, to take him, and, and to take him, in to, to, uh, take him captive and, and go ahead and hang him on the cross. And, and Peter wakes up, sees what's going on, and decides, being, being the hot-headed man that he is, I'm going to take on the Roman centurion. I'm going to take on this Roman army by myself because, I mean, I'm pretty skilled with a sword. No, you're not. Shut up, Peter. Sit down. He jumps up to take the head off of a soldier and, and instead lobs an ear off. Like, how do you aim for the head and only get an ear? I mean, you got it like, oh, Peter... I can, like Jesus just had to roll his eyes and go, look, uh, guys, I'm sorry. It was Peter, seriously? Somebody find the ear for me. Hey, hold on, guys. Look, I'm sorry. He does this a lot. He just, you know, I, I love him. I love him. He's, my, he's a great friend. He's in my top three, but man. <laughs> and then I think about the biggest failure, of the, or what I would consider the biggest failure of them all. Hot-headed Peter boasting about how much he loves Jesus. I'm your number one. I'm always going to be there for you. Jesus looks at him and says, tonight you will deny me three times. And again, Peter, cocky as he is, saying, nah, -uh, not me. I got this. I got your back. Hours later, hours later, he's, there's, there's, it, scripture even describes the third time as, as a, a, it was like a, a young girl, a young girl that was standing around the fire and, and there's Peter trying to warm himself up by the fire and, and, and this girl says, hey, don't I, don't I recognize you? Didn't you, didn't you, like weren't you in the crowd? Didn't you follow around with this Jesus guy? And to a, a little schoolgirl, Peter's like, no, 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 I don't know what you're talking about. But the, the big thing about that one is the way it's, it's written in Scripture in Luke 22, I think what's the most painful about it is 
is Luke 22 describes Jesus and Peter's eyes meet at the very moment of the third betrayal. Let me, let me read this to you. It says this. The Lord, uh, crucified, he's already hanging on the cross, turned and looked straight at Peter. No, I'm sorry, I take that back. He's, I don't remember where he's at right now. Now that I say that, I have to look down at Greg and say, was he, he wasn't hanging yet. He was still being whipped and beaten. There you go. He's still being whipped and beaten? We'll rewind that and edit that out later. It says in Luke 22, the Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. And then Peter remembered the word of the Lord had spoken to him before the rooster crows today. You will disown me three times. The very, the very individual who time and time again, even though he had failed, he, the very individual that looked him in the eyes and said, Peter, I still believe in you. Peter, I still believe in you. At that very moment when, when he had every opportunity to rise up and be the very man that, that Jesus saw in him from the beginning, he couldn't do it. He failed again. Scripture says he went outside and wept bitterly, wept bitterly because he had failed again. One more time, he had, he had at that very moment, and he locked eyes with Jesus, and he failed him again. The pain was more than he could bear, more than he could take. I can't imagine the thought process in his mind as he went outside and as he wept, as he, as he cried out to God, I, I didn't mean to, I didn't, I didn't want to. I, 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 this is my life. This is who I am. This is who I've always been. I'm always just the, the smart mouth. I'm always just the, the cut up. I'm always just the failure. I always, I always screw it up. There's so many people today that feel just like that. Business owners who, I mean, in these moments, how do you lay off the people that you love? How do you tell them, I'm sorry, the the very thing that that I had dreams for, the very thing that I had hoped for, the very thing that I poured my blood, my sweat, my tears, my my life, my finances, everything into, I'm going to have to lay you off and shut the doors. How do you do that? There's people today that are, are working from home, and, and look, it, it's, it's hard. It's different. It, it, when you get up in the morning and you get ready to go to work, there's something about going to work. But then when you're sitting at home, you're like, nah. There's a whole different dynamic that we're all dealing with. And then some of you talking about at home, and you're having to, you're having to teach your children. And now you're like, man, I was worried about needing to save up for college, but now... <laughs> My kids are going to be dumb. I mean, <laughs> you wake up and you're like, all right, children, today for school, we're going to play a game called hide. The kids, you mean hide and seek, mom? Nope. Just hide. Go. Man. We know, Scripture tells us, we're, we're supposed to show the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And yet, yet the only fruit that I, I see so much of is anger, pain, heartache, anxiety, frustration, fear, worry. Where's God in all that? Where's God in, in the middle of all that? Where was God in the middle of Peter's failures? 
Where was, where was God? What was the purpose in the middle of his pain and his regret? Where was the purpose in him feeling like a failure? But remember, sometimes God's preparation comes packaged as pain. I think too often we look at life at these, as these, as through these, this perspective of, of pain. I look back at my own life, and, and as, I, as I try and categorize these moments in my life, these, these, they're snapshots. Most of them are, are surrounding heartache, times of pain. The moment me and Melissa lost our first child. The moment I lost my dad. The moment I lost my mom. I look back over life, and there's, there's these snapshots. And in every one of them, there's, there's pain involved. There's hurt involved. And, and I wouldn't wish it on an enemy. I think now it's, it's so easy to do in this season. To look at everything and still say, well, 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 here's what I've lost. Here's what I was going to do. Here's, here's how things were going to work out. Here's what was going to happen before all this came about. Here's how my life was supposed to be. Here's the picture-perfect wedding. Here's the picture-perfect marriage. Here's the picture-perfect kids. Here's the picture-perfect life. This is how it was going to be, and now it's all, it's all gone. What, what do I have left to show? Today, I, I really do. I, I pray that you're encouraged. To not look at life from a perspective of pain, but rather to see your pain through a perspective of purpose. Realizing that God may be doing something in you before he can do something through you. In fact, I would would be so bold as to say that the very difficult thing that you're going through right now is not without purpose. Because God can use all things to strengthen Right? God can use all things. Romans 8.28 says, we know, for Paul's writing, he writes to the believers, he says, we know that in all things, say all things for me. All things. things. That's that's what Pastor G spoke on last week, Hebel. The good, the bad, God's in in all things. So so then if God's in all things, then, then that means that in the promotion, God is there, right? Right? What about in the layoff? In the blessing of the relationship. But in all things also means in the breakup, in the pain and the heartache. In those decisions that you're proud of, those decisions that that did well in your life as well as the decisions that that you'd, you'd rather never happened. The decisions you regret. It says, we know in all things our good God works for the good of those who love him. And then watch this. It goes on. It says he works for the good in all things for those who love him, for those who have been called according to his purpose. Those who love him. Those who are called according to his purpose. We've been called, you and I, we've been called according to his purpose. God works in everything, everything, whatever you're going through right now, whatever pain, whatever heartache, whatever misery that you're currently looking at, God is working through it because he works in all things for the good of those according to God's purpose, not according to your plan, 
not according to your plan. He's working according to his purpose. you got to change the perspective that you're looking at life and, and see God's hand, see his purpose even working in the middle of your pain. Some of you are sitting there going, yeah, Corey, look, you don't, you don't get what I'm going through. You, I, I, I hear you, preacher, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to stand up there and give me the feel goods and I'm going to go out of here and I'm going to deal with the same mess that I've been dealing with for the last two, a couple years, whatever it is. Guys, again, look, I, I, I've, I've <laughs> um, I, I don't know that I've felt more heartache than I've felt in the last six months being just I'm, I'm not looking for oohs or ahs or pats on the back but that's the beauty of the body that's what y'all have already done without even knowing it but look man I, I, I've dealt with more hell than I've dealt with in a long time wouldn't wish it on anybody each and every one of us we walk through life and we're going to let life either tear us down or all of a sudden we're going to start to realize that maybe God's got purpose even in this. James, the brother of Jesus, he wrote, he said, Consider it pure joy, brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds. And I'm calling, nope. If that's all it is, then no. I don't consider it joy. I don't consider it happiness. I don't want it. Get me out. But James isn't saying that we're supposed to be happy when things are bad. <laughs> he says, consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds. Why? Because there's purpose in your pain. Listen here. He says, because you know, you know the testing of your faith produces perseverance. You know the testing of your faith, the, the, the trials, the hurt, the heartache, the pain, the misery, all of it. The testing of your faith produces perseverance. There's a reason, there's a purpose. And then he goes on, he says, so let perseverance, let the pain, let the testing of your faith, let it continue, let it finish its work. So that you may be mature, complete, not lacking in anything. Sometimes God's preparation comes packaged as pain. Coming back to uh, coming back to our scripture. This is uh, Luke twenty two thirty one and thirty two. Simon, Simon, Jesus talking to Simon, saying, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat, but I prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And then watch here what Jesus says. And I've skipped over this too many times, but look at this, guys. It's, it says, and when you've turned back, strengthen your brothers. In other words, Jesus already knows that he's going to make it through this. And when you've turned back, when you've gotten through this mess, when you've made it on the other side, not when I've rescued you from it, not when I've pulled you through it and said, okay, you don't have to do that one. But when you've gone through it, Strengthen your brothers. I prayed for you. I prayed for you, Peter. And the, and, and, and the very thing, the very thing that the enemy wanted to use to hurt you, I'm actually going to use to strengthen you. 
Yes, there's, there's going to be pain involved. There's going to be heartache along the way. And, and you may get blown off course a little bit. You may not know upside from downside, but, but you're going to get through this. You will turn back. And when you do, when you do, man, you're going to be so different. When you do, you're going to be different. When you do, you're going to be stronger. When you do, you're going to be prepared for my purpose. You're going to be mature. You're going to be complete. You're going to be not lacking in anything. The pain, the pain was preparation. After the resurrection, do you know who the first person to preach on the power of the forgiveness of sins was? The constant failure, the mess up. The one who was going to be quick to spout off, but end up failing along the way. The pain, the heartache, again, I can't even, I I mean, I've had some mess up moments, and in those moments, I, I, I I I, I I can look back and I can see scripture. And I know I messed up, but then, man, there's, I, I can't imagine Peter actually looking back and not just seeing Scripture, but seeing Jesus eye to eye. Man, to walk away from that and to, just to think everything that I've lived for for these last three years is, is nothing. Everything that I, I've poured my heart into, everything I've poured my life into, I gave up everything for this, and it's gone. And, and, and not only is it gone, but, but I, I failed on the way out. Now... Now, the very man who had looked into the eyes of Jesus, Jesus looking back into the eyes of Peter, the very man who who had looked into the eyes of Jesus and failed him so many times, had seen Jesus look at him and said, I love you, Peter. I love you. And you're still welcome. I know the disciples are talking smack about you, but look, you're with me. All of a sudden, the day of Pentecost... Peter stands up and and, and preaches because all that heartache, all that pain, everything that he had endured, every bit of it, all it was 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 preparation to preach. This was the moment. This was the come out. This was God saying, look, I've been preparing you for this. And 3,000 people came to Christ that day. 3,000 people, Peter yells out, he says, repent from your sins. Come back. The very man you crucified is alive and well. And 3,000 people, that was the birth of the church that day. The birth of the reason why we gather today on a Sunday morning. The reason why we tune in. The reason why we celebrate Jesus began because Peter the failure, Peter the screw-up, all of a sudden had seen through the eyes of Jesus and realized that the pain, the heartache was preparation for this moment. Because God was doing something, even in the painful middle of a screw-up's life. You may not always see it, guys, but you have to choose to believe it. As I close this morning, uh, I'm going to have Will come up and play that second song again. I I said this earlier. Um, We we have a tendency to look at life through these, these, these snapshots of pain. The hurt. But what I've found is is that as I look back over life, as as I look back and and, and instead of taking that snapshot and dwelling on the pain, if I I look at what God's done over a year, a five-year, a ten-year period, if I I look at where I am today, I, I can't discount those moments. 
I can look back at those snapshots of pain. I, and guys, look, man, I'm talking pain where, where, where I, I'm crying out to God. Like, look, I, I, don't, I don't know that you're legit anymore, God. This is too much. I can't deal with this. I'm, I'm being real with you guys. And yet, and yet now I can look back at even those moments, those moments where, where I, I didn't get it. It didn't make sense. And I didn't feel God. There was no tinglys. There was no moment where, oh, God's carrying me through the sand. I feel great. No, it was, it was miserable. I was trudging through. And yet I can look back and I can now see the only reason why I made it through was because of what God was doing in heaven, in, in life, in all of it, in everything, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it combined together, culminating in, in, in a point that, that thanks be to God, it's not finished. I, I, I am where I am today because of what he's done in my past and where he's brought me and, and I'm grateful, but, but the beauty of today is I know he's not finished with me yet. I, I'm going to understand that that means that there may be more pain. There may be more heartache along the way. There, there may be more people that walk out of my life. There may be more people that, that just leave me and I feel alone again. But, but I can look back at these moments and I can say, God, I know I'm not alone. Even though I feel alone, even, even though I don't understand it, even though it hurts right now, God, even though I don't know how I'm going to provide for my family tomorrow, I know that you've got a purpose. purpose in the middle of that pain so by faith guys I, I pray you're not looking at life from a perspective of pain but rather instead you're looking you're believing and that you're seeing God's purpose even in your pain some of you right now you've lost jobs you've lost hope no idea what tomorrow is going to bring or how you're going to make it or what you're going to do. There's, there's more people that feel angry and frustrated than, than I've ever, ever talked to before. People just worn out. But no, guys, God wants to use even this. He wants to use it to not, not just change, not just, not just change your life, but so much more, guys. God, God wants to do, but when you've made it through, Turn around and strengthen your brothers. Because whatever God is doing in you right now, whatever pain and heartache, all those years, the, my pain, those things that I endured, all they do is strengthen me today so that I can strengthen somebody else. That's what we're supposed to do. That's your call. That's my call. No matter what job, what profession you live, strengthen your brothers. Strengthen your family. One of my favorite scriptures is in Nehemiah 4. Nehemiah is crying out to God and bringing the word of the Lord before the people. And he says, and then I remembered the Lord. And then I remembered. In other words, I looked back. I, I thought about not just that snapshot of pain, but, but I looked back at what God did on the whole. And then he goes on and he says, now rise up, fight for your families, fight for your brothers, fight for your sisters, fight for your wives, fight for your children, fight for your families. Man, I, I know, I know that I know that I know that, 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 that that's the cry of God's heart today to his people. COVID hit and we, we had to take a break. We had to, you know, take a step back and, and it became easy. And what was a time, I believe, that was supposed to be a time of refreshing turned into a, a time of apathy. And, and guys, man, oh, 
my heart breaks for everybody that I've, I've, the stories I constantly hear from people that are struggling, that are dealing with it. And the constant thing that always comes back to is God, I don't see God in this. But I can promise you on the other side of the pain, you'll see the purpose. I, I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know what it is for you. For some of you, man, it's, it's going to be reconnecting with your children. Maybe it's, maybe it's strengthening your marriage. I, I don't know, guys, but I know, I know that on the other side of this pain, we're going to see purpose. God can bring healing in situations that you look at as done, dead, finished, cut off, divorced, done, over. Guys, I, I, man, I truly believe that there's going to be some of you that this very difficult, this very painful time, it's going to rock you out of a, a spiritual complacency. I, I pray right now, more so than ever, I, I mean, forgetting all the physical things that people may be dealing with, I pray right now that God, man, just rocks you out of a spiritual complacency. Every heartache I've been through, I couldn't be here today. I couldn't stand here today had God not rocked me out of a spiritual complacency. These moments where I was, I was too tired to, or, or I, I just couldn't muster the strength to give God that time. I, I, God, I'm super busy. I'm, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. All of the excuses I had, and, and God rocked out of everyone. God is working in all things to bring about good to those who love him, those who are called according to his purpose. That's you, that's me, that's us. We're called according to his purpose. Are you going to fight for it? It's, it's going to hurt along the way. I know that God will show his faithfulness. You got to look for it. You got to believe for it, guys, because, because God, he will. That's who he is. That's what he does. And when he's seen you through, when he's seen you through the other side, when you've turned back, I pray that you would strengthen your brothers, your sisters, your families, that you would make a difference, that you would declare the goodness of God, that you would declare his faithfulness, that you would give him glory in all that you do. Because with God, there's always a purpose. This season, this season may just be a season of preparation for the purpose that's to come. But, but even in the preparation, you know, you know there's purpose. There's purpose even in your pain. Y'all will stand with me as I close in prayer, guys. I, uh, I, I'll be honest, I, I thought about doing a show of hands for anybody that feels like they're in a season of pain, but quite honestly, I don't know anybody that's not. I, I, we're all dealing with just uncertainties. And you can let those uncertainties trip you up. You can let those questions tear down your life, or, or all of a sudden, you can fight. You can rise up, be the man, be the woman that God has called you to be. See His purpose fulfilled. And when you do that, when you do that, when God's working in your life, when he brings you through the pain, not only will you see a change in your life, you're going to see a change in lives around you. That's when all of a sudden your children's children's children 
will know the goodness, the greatness of God. If you bow your heads with me, Heavenly Father, I thank you. God, I, I pray right now across this room for those that are tuning in online, for, for everybody that's listening in, Lord Jesus, I, I pray for those that are hurting. For those, Lord God, that, that don't necessarily see purpose in the immediate. For those that are struggling with questions, with concerns, with anxieties, with fears, Lord God, with, with everything that's going on, the burden of the world, it seems, Father, I I pray that your spirit would do what only it is that you can do. Father, that you would give us endurance to run the race that's set before us, to, to continue on, Lord God, that we might see perseverance, that we would be able to consider it pure joy, Lord God, even in these trials, because, because we know that you're doing something in us, Lord God, so, so that you can do something through us, preparing us for the purpose that you have. Father, we trust you with our hearts. We trust you with everything that's going on, Lord God. We trust you with our future, with our lives, with our families, Lord God. We, we don't lean on our own understanding, Lord Jesus, but instead we acknowledge you in all our ways. Father, for those that feel like there's no point, I pray that by your spirit, Lord, that you would comfort them. You would let them know, Lord Jesus, you've still got it under control even though everything may feel out of control father you've got it I thank you Lord Jesus for your purpose even though I feel pain I thank you for your purpose Lord God and I pray that brothers and sisters that family lives would be changed Lord God on the other side of all of this that through us, Lord God, that, that through this moment, that we would be strengthened, Father, that we would rise up as the family of God, that we would rise up, Lord Jesus, and extend a hand out. That the testing of our faith would produce perseverance, Lord God. I pray, Lord, your will be done. I pray that we would live out your plan, Father, your purpose for our lives. Whatever it takes, Jesus. It's in the name of your son we pray. Amen. 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 Guys, y'all have a wonderful, wonderful week. God bless you all. Remember, purpose even in your pain. God bless y'all.